All right, all right. Hey, yo, what's good, y'all? How y'all doing? How y'all feeling? You know what I'm saying? Right now, it's, uh, it's June 28th. Um, you know what I'm saying? You tuned in to another episode of R vs. Life. This is your boy, Quentin Counts, a.k.a. QC. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm just going to get, you know, for if it's your first time listening, give you a little, a little hookup into why I do this in the first place. Uh, I'm an artist, media and event producer. Uh, you know, I rap, DJ, and all that stuff, too. But, um, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh... So I, I I know a lot of cool, dope artists and individuals, people who making an impact, and, you know. And there's there's people who's like new artists and like they don't really they they they're looking for a deeper meaning of what they do. They're looking for more guidance or inspiration. So this podcast is dedicated to connecting those kinds of people. You know what I'm saying? Giving so like if you're an artist or you're somebody on the outside end is looking a little more about what it's like to be an artist, especially an indie artist or a freelance artist, or maybe you work for a corporation or whatever. But like. You know what I'm saying? This is to give you like a, a look into like what it's like to actually be in that life. Um, so um, and plus, like you know, I don't really get to catch up with a lot of y'all sometimes too. So it's like this kind of like you know what I'm saying? This is my what up? You feel me? So what up? Um, so yeah, boom. So uh, you can also look at it. It's kind of like to be honest, like it's almost like a church for freelance artists. Be I'm gonna be I'm gonna be straight up with you. Like, because motivation is, like, key in this game because it can be largely fruitless and it be, it can be easy to, like, because everybody's finding their own path and that could be, like, a really crazy journey, you feel me? So, we, we, it's very important for people that are artists, especially in New York City, which is, like, the, the jungle, um, to have, like, an environment where we kind of, like, just get to be in that energy, you feel me, and get to, like, encourage one another one way or another. So, um, so yeah, that's what it is, yo. Um, and I, I, I do a lot of interviews and stuff like that. And uh, so, yeah, man, um, I'm here to put y'all on, B. I'm here for y'all. You know what I'm saying? I'm not here just yapping at y'all. I'm here, like, you know what I'm saying? We, we all won. You feel me? Um, so, yeah. So, I got an interview. Uh, I got a chance to sit down with a dancer, choreography, uh, choreographer from Brooklyn, uh, uh, Regine B. She's the founder of Concrete Jungle. Um, you know what I'm saying? We had a great conversation, yo. Uh, real talk, man. Um, and uh, I, uh, I really, uh, I really mess with her. She's mad cool. She got this thing she does on Facebook called Hot Topics, where she kind of just, pretty much, she doing kind of like what I'm doing here in the sense of, look, she just here to just engage with the people real quick. So she go on live Facebook. It's called Hot Topics, and she address topics that's important to her and her community. And she just talks like she'll share her thoughts on something. She'll ask questions and she'll answer questions. From people that's posting right then and there, you feel me? And she's mad, funny, you know what I'm saying? It's mad and safe, we got mad experiences, you can tell, um, you know. Uh, and we need more authentic voices from our culture uh, on these media platforms because there's way too many people who's not connected to the community that are speaking for community. So uh, I definitely encourage that. And she's uh, and she's also she's also challenging a lot of status quos because uh, like uh, she was driven to kind of start her own thing because you know uh, you know like a lot of industries in this country um, like uh, diversity issues. If you don't fit a certain mold, it's going to be an issue. You feel me? Um, so she so she started this thing called uh, Concrete Jungle to pretty much create a space for dancers uh, and people who are interested in dance um, to pretty much just partake and enjoy that craft. Uh, without feeling like they have to go through certain kind of gatekeepers, so it's kind of like a outreach. It's kind of like an outreach, and it's like, yo, if you if you're in it as a professional, you can st- come through. If you're new, you can come through. You don't have to worry about preconceived notions of what you gotta be or look like to take part. You feel me? Um, and I dig that a lot. She uh, in our conversation, we talk about how, uh, like how she, yo, she uh, 
she has a lot of experience in different types of African, you know, uh, 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 dances, and she's very knowledgeable in like the history, uh, you know, of all, you know, a bunch of different countries in Africa. Uh, every time I talk to her, I learn a lot about just, you know, what I'm saying as a, you know, part of the diaspora community, fam, like. Any information is like, son, it changes my changes the energy the rest of my day, you feel me? Because this is more clarity that I didn't have. So whenever I talk to her, it's definitely, there's always some jewels dropped in there. And just how she's just very passionate and dedicated to the craft that she does. She talks about how she got into choreography. She talks about what, is, what it was like getting into it professionally. Uh, and then, like, what it's like, you know, in, in life, you know, as far as as a where she stands now because she works for nonprofits and she also works independently. She talks about what it's like juggling and all that. We talk about things like uh, the origins of the Harlem Shake. You know, we talk about uh, we talk about crackheads uh, based on regions within New York City, and uh, you know they all have their nuances. And uh, you know, shout out to Pathmarker One Two Fifth that just got replaced by Whole Foods. Uh, so yeah, boom. Uh, we say we talk about that and uh, yeah. So uh, enjoy. Uh, enjoy the uh, interview. You feel me? Oh, also shout out to Bestow Charity app. Go online, look that up. Uh, it's an app that lets you, uh, uh, like, in a very affordable way, uh, donate to your favorite nonprofit organizations. You can register for any nonprofit you want. Shout out to Urban Art Beat. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to uh, the Recharged uh, Restorative Communication Game. Which is crazy. I'm I'm gonna put the link of that in the show notes. That's crazy. I had an interview about that, too. You're going to learn about that. Otherwise, enjoy. Sit down. Be quiet. Now, let me stop. You, you can rock this while you're reading your book. You can rock this while you're in the gym, while you're in the um, But that. yeah, yo, you know what I'm saying? I holla after Our versus life. We back. Yeah. Round two. You know what I'm saying? It's your boy QC. Welcome. You know what I'm saying? Our versus life. The podcast where we talk to artists and just, you know, uh, and just interview anybody and talk about topics related to artists. Or anything in the local community, um, you know what I'm saying. So yeah, right, you know, right with me. I got Raising Bellinger with me. Hey, what's up? You know what I'm saying. Uh, did I say it? Bellinger, right? Bellinger, yeah. yeah. I never said it out loud. Okay. Uh, word, huh? That's shame. Cause when I, cause when I'm talking to you, you're Raising or Big Head. Bellinger, though. I mean, people say Quentin Council, right? Not when they're talking to me, like. But they mention your name. Or at least they practice it. It's not. I mean, I really. People, people ask me like, "Oh, should I call you Quentin? Should I call you Q?" I'm like, "Man, I don't care." But it was easier, dude. To call you dummy, right? So I don't know about all that. I don't but know about all that. As long as my name, my actual name, is somewhere like, part oh, of that. Oh, I can't. No. All right. Ha 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 ha. Just had to make sure. Uh, thank you for you know rocking with me right now. You know what I'm saying with your uh, your infinite wit. <laughs> Nah, that Infinite Wit joint, I got that from uh, that Get Out movie. You saw that joint? I did. Who hasn't? Well, me until yesterday. Was it yesterday? Nah, day before yesterday. The movie was stressful. Really? <laughs> yeah. At what point would you have gotten out? Huh? At what point would you have gotten out? What? If you him. As soon as she was like... Uh, as soon as he asked her if they know he's black, and she's like, should they? I was like, I'm not knowing. <laughs> you clearly don't know what you're talking about. Like, are you up to something? Like, <laughs> you're irresponsible. You're racially irresponsible. <laughs> but Loki, you still would have went, though. Huh? You still would have went, though. 
Nah, I'd have been like, yo, invite them to. I'd have brought some friends with me, like, <laughs> invite your parents to the city. Yeah, definitely did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then he show up. Oh, that that big event thing that y'all having. Oh, that's this weekend. I didn't know. Nah. <laughs> As always. <laughs> Y'all was questioning too. I was just like, how do you dump How do you not know? The mom, even the mom was like, it's the same exact day every year. <laughs> nah, it's over for that. It's over for that, yo. He was questioning though. Nah, you know. The question is black and it's after a while. Nah, you know what's funny? Because Jordan Peele, um, the dude who made the movie, he was like, um, he was like, um, he specifically made it. Too many people yell at the screen like, get out. He explicitly said that. He like, oh, you went to me. Because it's usually a good time riffing at the screen about what the person needed to do or shit they did. Like, <laughs> Nobody yelled, get out at the screen. Word, word, that movie is real though. What did you think of that movie? Though? I think touches on something that's extremely important, mm-hmm. such as human trafficking. Oh yeah, um, facts, facts. When I was in college, I did a report on human trafficking, sex trafficking, same thing. Yeah. Human bodily trafficking. Right, whether it's the person, whether the body's intact or, or not. Is, yeah, whether it's intact, <laughs> whether it's for sex, or whether it's for abuse, it doesn't matter, it's human trafficking. Um, and it's actually a really underground billion dollar business. Um, people make a lot of money off of human trafficking. Yep. And the sad part about it is um, black women are most of the time at stake. Mm. And um, a lot of people don't recognize that. Right. So people, I remember recently, which is weird because recently uh, DC had a string of girls went missing all in the same week. Yeah, that really happened? Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, recently. Yeah, yeah. I, I heard about it. Right. But that's not new. Right. That right. happens. Exactly. Exactly. Um, that happens out here. That happens in California. That happens in Detroit. Mm-hmm. I remember I watched a whole special on uh, women prostitution in Detroit, and they said the only reason why most of the girls aren't into prostitution is because they, most of the time they're kidnapped. They're not from the state. Or they're not from that area, they're from somewhere else. So human trafficking is very serious, especially wow. amongst black women. Wow. Uh, body organ trafficking is very serious. Yeah. And it happens to a lot of black children. Uh, that's why a lot of black kids will go missing. So um, get out to be to touched on human trafficking. Yep. The really horrifying background behind human trafficking. And uh, when you think about it, although slavery has been abolished uh, before, big quotations on that one too. Yeah, slave slave trade. Excuse me, not slavery. Right. Slave trade right. was abolished way before slave slavery was abolished. Right. Which is different. People are like, what's the difference? Right. Slave trade couldn't take people from where they came from and ship them to right. X Y Z. Right. So once that was abolished. Start doing um, uh, what you would call it, the uh, Fugitive Slave Act, 
So what yep. that is, is they would take you from somewhere else, and that's why you still had slavery. Although now slavery is abolished nationwide, worldwide, slavery is still happening, yep. and it's still happening to black people right, right, right. all over the world, especially right. in Africa and the Caribbean, mm-hmm. because some of the people there are poor, and they don't realize what's going on, that they're shipping their child out to be a sex slave. And it's so funny because in the movie of Get Out, um, the guy kept saying, yeah, he said they'd be shipping these people trying to be sex slaves. Everybody was laughing at that. Right, right. But that's really true. That's actually happening, That really actually happens. So, like, when the cops were laughing, I think that that's really iconic. Yep. Because people laugh at things like that. They don't think that that really happens. Yep. And I I want to shout out um, Missing and Black Incorporated. Missing and Black. Um, because they recently just put together a family of. Uh, oh, word. Yeah, they helped put together a family. That's dope. That has lost someone due to human trafficking. Right, right. Um, so the point of what I'm saying is that's what I think of Get Out. Yeah, it yeah. touches on things that maybe we ignore and think that is funny or that could never happen to you or I. You know, you might think I'm too old for somebody to snatch me up. Right, right. Ignore you never know. Yeah. No, nah, it's real, you yo. You really never know. And, and like, like, I feel you, like, that movie was loaded with so much symbolism. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, even just the, the the friend trying to explain to people what happened, and everybody, like, laughing. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, that's exactly how a lot of this racial stuff feels. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, people um, don't believe you, they don't see it. Right. Especially with, like, things like kidnapping and anything basically happens, you know what I'm saying, with black folk in general. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, um, so, um, so I, I thought that was real. Plus, it was even more apparent because you know what I'm saying there was only like three black people in the, in the theater. Right. <laughs> so really it, was just, it was even just more that much more. You know what I'm saying? I was in a black theater. Apparent. Which one? Where, where you was at? I was in Jersey. Linden. Linden is a little bit more black. Yeah. Than most areas. Um, everybody there was pretty much black, but there were some black guys that had white girlfriends, and everybody was looking at them. Yeah. Worry, yo. No, you I didn't tell real. They were like, I didn't do anything like that. I'm like, well, never know. Word. But other than that, it's like now you see people ain't bugging for suspecting that you ever would. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, like uh, after that movie came off, knowing white people, like I was like, please not let y'all be so out of touch that some of y'all try to make small talk with me. Just know that I don't want to talk to none of y'all right now, especially the girls, like <laughs> you know, the white women. Like this is what I've been trying to like, you know, uh, get people to believe us with. Honestly, he is. <laughs> it's a setup. Most of the time, it is a setup. It's a setup. Shout out to Emmett Till. Nah, oh. And he didn't even do anything. He didn't even do nothing, though. You know what I'm saying? The lady came out after she was already an old lady. Like, yeah, it was a lie. <laughs> she's about to die anyway. That's, she might not be up sometimes. Or, ain't gonna be no justice. I don't show her her, her, death, her death bed. She knows yeah. her death bed. That's, that's like, all the time. I'm gonna come out and tell the honest truth. Or, or, yeah, I'm sure that movie brought the interracial dating rate down quite a bit. Way. Well, no, I get it. <laughs> People are still gonna do what they wanna do. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know what I'm saying? Well, hopefully there's more solidarity amongst our community. You know what I'm saying? Word. Cause that's that's... That's the main thing that we need to prioritize, you know what I'm saying? The issues going on and provide a solidarity and support with each other, you know what I'm saying? Right. Because that movie just kind of just shows you who's going to be there for us. Us. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, That's right. You know, um, so, yeah, boom. So, let's get back to business.
So you dance, right? Of course. <laughs> so you so you in a dance? What you get like? Yeah, people actually they had a life feed battle. Yeah. Should have been there. For real? When? Two weeks ago. They should let me up in there because I don't know if you know I still got the shoulders. Oh, that don't even, they don't even care no more. It's, it's more about the, the hats and the, the sneaker yeah, tricks and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it was like that for a while too. Like, yeah, I'm just like, that was oh, never really my, the hat stuff I never really. You could shake your shoulder until you dislocated. That don't mean nothing. Like, <laughs> what you gonna do with your shoelace? What you gonna do with your shoes, your hat, you gotta do the hat tricks. You gotta do a sock trick. Yeah, that's your. Word, nah, but um, so, so boom, so you do the, uh, so yeah, so you're definitely well-known, well-accomplished, uh, well-rounded dancer. Um, um, you know, you do the concrete jungle thing, you do choreography, you work with the kids, you do events, you do all mm -hmm. that. You done work with Urban Art Beat and all of that. Shout out to Urban Art Beat. You know what I'm saying? Rosa, spiritual. Huh? I haven't been with them in a minute, though. Because you don't be showing love, man. You too good. You know, you're famous now, so you're like, who? Urban Art, what? Nah, that's not why. <laughs> I'm sorry, it doesn't ring a bell. Huh? Okay. But shout out to them though. Shout out to Evan Harvey. Word. Real talk. So boom. So alright. So we gonna do this one by one, yo. Alright. So what was your first exposure to dance? To where you was like, oh, this is it. Four years old. Four years old. You like? I was having a crowd People wasn't really dancing in Brooklyn. People don't dance in Brooklyn. They do. They only like Crip Walk. I feel you. That's where the Tone Walk came from. Crackhead. I thought it was the Harlem Shake. Uh, I think all of it. The Tone Walk came from the Crackhead. You know, oh, I think the, the Harlem Shake I think came from the Crackhead. I'm gonna say because I don't know no Crackhead that's jumping up and down from the Tone Walk. Nah, but that wasn't the original Tone Walk. The Tone Walk there was no jumping. It was like. Look, listen, anybody listening to this, you can call them, you know the original 0506 Tone Wop was. It was the twisted legs, it was like a it was like a mixture of like the pepper seeds but and butterfly. Y'all crackheads got some type of style though, cause like y'all have crackheads like no other. When I go up to, to <laughs> 125th and I'm just like, where am I? <laughs> like, I feel like I'm in a seat of get out. <laughs> when I'm on a, on, on 125th, by Lexington, excuse me. That's funny. <laughs> but I feel like I'm on, I feel like everybody's in the sunken place the, except the for me. The path mark, the path mark, which is like, you That's know how there's like a piece of bread with roaches around it? That's what path mark was. You said path mark is a piece of bread with roaches? Because like the crack has to be a fried. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's I how they disrespect. Nah, that was I like mean, the home base for the fiends, though. Everybody knows this. Everybody knows this. I used to work at a shelter, and guess what? They all even talk about it. Like, yeah, yeah, everybody be on the path mark. Everybody. Have my mom though. Yeah, they got rid of it. They should go to the I heard, I heard it like a, they putting the Whole Foods in. Oh, they gonna put a Whole Foods in? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, if you was born in America, you were born in the summer. <laughs> you said what? For real, you were born in America. I feel, I feel you. Like, yeah. I feel you. you know, if you went right. to a public school, a parochial school, a parochial school, True. a college, Howard, Word. trust me, sinking to the floor. We're in a process of unlearning. Facts. Yeah. That's exactly what it was, though. That's, that's exactly what. Right that's exactly what it is. Facts. Facts. Right. Right. So we all trying to come out of it. It's 
<laughs> Dead serious though. Man. I just feel Yo, like they used the to zombies in Harlem is a little bit more sunk Say that again? I feel like the zombies in Harlem are just like <laughs> Yeah, the, the zombies in Harlem. They in the, it's like Resident Evil. The lower Resident dimension. Evil. It's like we in the dimension. Go to like, Morningside, go to Morningside Park after midnight. Wow. All right, it's that. Wow. It's level level three in Resident Evil. And I just Evil. passed through Harlem last night. <laughs> wow. And it's great. When I was listening. Back in 2000, I know it's not that long, 2015, it's not that long ago. They had a K2 epidemic. They had it out here too. And then they had it in Harlem. Then I tell you, it was like people laid out on the street, their eyes wide open. And I was so confused. It was on the news, yeah. And people on murder was like dying. They said about his roles. Yeah. They closed those stores down called Injury. The one on murder just reopened. I remember. I remember when K2 first emerged, people were like, oh, that's like cheaper weed, we passed drug test. And it was always those questionable smokers, too. It was like, <laughs> the ones that smoke a little too much. <laughs> right. It was like, they said, oh, we don't show up in your blood test. I'm like, yeah, because you on parole. I know, but I'm not doing that. Like, I tried it. I feel you. I feel you. I heard it. I heard it stink. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they sell it as. But you know what's crazy? The, the person who That's sells it knows it. Uh, yeah. It's called incense, but like they know that people are using smoke. It's almost a lie. The fact calling it incense. And you know what's fucked up about that? What you just said? Because I feel like most of us we have been in a situation like that where you smoking with somebody and you thinking they smoking weed and it's not. Yeah. And I'm just like, no. I never forget. I swear, I think I did it too. Because like I was smoking with someone, and I just busted out in sweats. I was like, "Whoa!" I said, "Is this weed?" I felt like a crackhead. I was taking off my clothes. It was a dead of the winter. Yeah, it was horrible. Yeah. Nah, that. It's a different type of. We don't do that too. We don't make. Take your clothes off. I heard, enough, I heard enough horror stories. <laughs> I heard enough horror stories to be like weary, and luckily I was like pretty like tightly knit with certain people as far as like smoking or whatever. Just ironically, you know what I'm saying. But like I heard of people like picking up the wrong blunt. Yeah. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yep. I'm like, what? I'm like watching everybody. Yeah. That's old. That's why you gotta be careful who you smoking with. They're like, you gotta be careful, but, Thanks, yo. but Harlem, man. Word. So yeah, that's where the Harlem shit came from. <laughs> that's where the Harlem shit came from. That's where it started. <laughs> so it sure it wasn't them dudes that made that viral video. <laughs> level three. <laughs> Get the game. Go to B, level one and two and the three. But, <laughs> Uh, Morningside Park after this. Well, uh, it's probably different now. You, you probably got better chances of being spooked out by all the white joggers. The E train is a, a moving homeless shelter at four in the morning. Yeah. Facts. I was. Facts. Let me tell you, when I went on the E train at four in the morning, that was like a homeless shelter. Every car that yeah. I went to, I promise you, had carts yeah. and people with mad bags, and yeah. I'm just like, it was me and this other dude. We were standing. We had to stand. You all. Because. And right was not that. You start wondering when you wear that t-shirt and your skin touched the train. Like, yeah. Yo. Yo. Ha- you know, sometimes your pants as a girl, sometimes you got the little bag a little bit. And I'm like, Yo. what am I touching? Yeah. Right? yeah. 
Yo, and then as soon as you start to slip up and be like get too comfortable, you'll see either something in person or online like a crackhead butt naked grinding up against the pole. Like. <laughs> Yo, I'm telling you, the, the trades is something else. I got stories for days on the trains. <laughs> That's another level of the sunken place. Nah, but Brooklyn has That's... always been uh, animated to me, so it's funny. Like the same little animation, like animated uh, dogs you have about Harlem. Like I always grew up having that about Brooklyn too. I guess because I was already used to the Harlem. Ratchet. I was listen. I was in Queens one time. Brooklyn and I was in the Bronx, so I forever got jokes on. I was in Queens one time when I was on the train. I fell asleep unconsciously. It was four in the morning. I came back from overnight. I fell asleep. The train was empty, right? I fell asleep. I felt. You know how you sleep, but you not really sleep. Right. So I was sleeping. I felt somebody walk by me, yeah. and they had like this really weird sneaky energy. I was just like, something's going on. I was, I was like, oh, they walked by like three times. You must have been there instead of half. No, it was a Queens. Oh. Even though that is a Queens. <laughs> but no, it was like on the other side. This was in Jackson Heights. Oh. And I'm like, sleeping. This person walked by me like three times. I'm just like, so then, all right, I fell asleep a, a little bit deeper into sleep. Tell me why I woke up. This bitch. <laughs> I'm sitting like right here. She's sitting right there looking at me. What? When I say that scared the shit out of me, I thought I saw a ghost. I woke up and I was like, yo. And she was just like. Was one pupil bigger than the other? That was no and she had that. She had on all white, like she does Makumi or something. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, she has on all white. I'm thinking maybe she's a believer. But I don't know. She's just standing there <laughs> looking at me. I was like, why is she looking at me like that? Out of all this, and this train is empty like Word. this. Out of all seats? <laughs> they, I, you want to sit next to me? Boom, I got off the stop, and that was it. The, the Harlem Shade. Yeah, they be doing like see at these battles and stuff like that. But mainly <laughs> the dance I do is Afrobeat, soca, jazz, modern, contemporary. I pretty much do all, I do all yeah. these different styles. Uh, yo, so um, yo, you you put me on to like a lot of uh, Black history whenever we talk. So I'm, I'm gonna get to asking you, you know. To reiterate, we, we had a discussion before and before we realized that it wasn't recording. Um, but we we're gonna cover it again. But um, so out of those styles um, that you know say that you mentioned, which was the first one you like really gravitated to, you know what I'm saying? And how'd you end up coming across those other ones like the first one I gravitated to was definitely anything afterwards. Uh, I first started studying Sukus, like I told uh, Afrobeat. Uh, artists. I started doing sukus. I started doing coupe decale. Um, so I was doing all of those different styles, and then Afrobeat came along. You know, Afrobeat and where did sukus uh, originate from? Sukus. Uh, Congo. Congolese music. And then coupe decale is from the Ivory Coast. Afrobeat mainly is like Ghana, Ghana, Nigeria, but now like some people say it's Congo too. Okay. Um. <clears throat> I started off with that, but then I got into jazz. I got into, I've been doing jazz, but I just stopped because I felt like it was so competitive. And oh, on yeah? top of that, I really loved it. was like a jazz dance thing? 
jazz dance. Yeah. 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 Street that street jazz, theatrical jazz, Latin jazz. Yeah, all different types of jazz. That's cool. Right. You can give like a lecture on this kind of stuff. Do you do that? I need to. That would be dope. I would have to market myself properly though. Do it all. There's a lot of people that teach the same thing I teach. So, so I have to bring something different, you know what I'm saying? Maybe. As far as lecturing, not right. necessarily dancing. But lecturing different types of dances, where they come from, the region that they come from, why it's there, that yeah, yeah. all that stuff. That's mad dope. I would hit you up for one of those lectures. I ain't real right. I think. Yeah. So, who brought Sukus to your attention? Who? Take uh, care. You too. Who brought Sukus to my attention? Yeah, how'd you come across it? Like, I never heard YouTube. of it. I was a YouTube head back in high school. The yeah. reason why, the high school I went to was majority white. Uh, black people there, but black people there was. Sunken place. Soccer place. Sunker place. Oh, Sunken place. Like I was like, they was even at. Uh, um, yeah, they was pretty much in Sunken place. A lot of them. I just did it for they to know. I came from a black neighborhood. AKA, you know, like I, I did, I couldn't relate to them a lot of times. I was stuck on my friends that I loved. So I just did it, so I just turned to YouTube and started learning dances from YouTube. And I was like, yo, I wish I could, you know, learn these different dances, take classes, and stuff like that. But I just basically watched YouTube. Mm. Cash wow. So that's when I started taking it serious. One thing led to another. So, like, so. Um, so alright, you thought you caught on to the dance thing. Were you already in any organized dancing at that point? Step team. Step team. Five, step team. Uh, but the dance team at my school we didn't have one. We only had the step team, so I love step. Mm. Step was like the closest thing to dance, the way I can express so myself. You, so you was a Q dog. Q dog? You was a Q dog? No. <laughs> no. Doing some blue five step team stuff at Hunter. They used to go to competitions, win a little bit here and there, but I don't know. Now I guess they're good. They did like an alumni step team show that I didn't do it out. So they kept um, you out of the loop on purpose. Like, I, mean, oh, I, mean, I mean, I always felt that vibe when I was in high school. I feel you. You so, didn't really feel that connection with. With, with a lot of people, yeah. I, I don't care because I'm doing my own thing. Facts, so, facts. Like, I'm doing <laughs> my own thing. I'm always open to inviting people to my stuff. Sorry. Right, right. It's a little bit more public. It's not private. Right, right. Things like that, I feel like I'm private. So, yeah. when you're private, you stay where you are. Yeah. I'm public, I'm trying to go Facts. So, if you, you know, down, you can enjoy it if you want. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah. So, uh, so how'd you get into organized dancing outside of that? Like, cause you, you got it passed into the sukus. You, you was in the step step thing. What was your first step into doing it outside of the step situation? College. 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 I took a dance class and I was like, yo, I remember dancing when I was younger. I went back into the swing So I started doing intensives. Um, I did intensive during the summer at uh, Dance New Amsterdam, which is I don't think no longer. Um, and then uh, I started going to Ailey, Alba Ailey, and 
50 classes there. We just train it, train it, train it. And doing the best that I can. Were they sell classes out there? Yeah. Oh, but they, yeah, they teach classes. We do workshops and but I want, I want my first works dance to try to be with your company, so word, is that. <laughs> we're always having them, word. so that's dope. you know, follow. Um, I'm trying to say now. Follow uh, our page, and you'll see everything. Copy, copy. I'm leave all that information and all that. Word, yeah. Word, so all right, so you got the classes, and one thing led to another. So uh, oh, so what led to the concrete jungle idea? What inspired that? The, everything, whatever, it has oh. a concept. Concrete Jungle was a much, much needed space that I needed personally. Um, and anybody else that felt the same way I felt, being a dancer, being black, being short, I sometimes didn't fit that mold of what a dancer should be and definitely didn't receive a lot of opportunities as those who did fit that mold. So I said, I want to be a company where we have that mold and um, that space, that underground space, that rawness yeah. that people can actually uh, dwell in their artistry. Right. And it makes culture at the same time. You know what I mean? Yeah. They don't have to feel like they got to like, shed all of that right. and come to the door. Word. Um, so, but so you, so you've been around like as far as like uh, choreograph dancing. You know, so you choreograph and you also like uh, dance as a professional. Yeah. Um, so you dance with like uh, so you dance with like music artists, you dance with festivals. Yep. Well, what are some just as an example that you've done before? You know, what I'm saying just to give us an idea of like what kind of what that life kind of looks like for you, what that work kind of looks like for you. I've did a lot of concert dances. Um, I've did a lot of stage performances with artists. Um, my most favorite stage performance that I've ever done was the um, Soka thing, that's in Flatbush. It was at the King's Theater. Yeah. Uh, it was a huge theater, lights, the stage was humongous, yeah. um, the crowd was big, so nothing but like lights, had the lights and stuff, and the audience, kind of like the Barclays. So, um, that was the most eventful Was it the one that there was like a video online of it? Where somebody was like angled up with the camera at y'all? I was like, who that? I think. Word. It, was, it was you and a couple of homegirls. I think it was like, you know what I'm saying? Um, or whatever, but it was dope. Yeah. Word, um, so, it, it was like a choreographed piece. You, I think maybe like an Asian girl was in it and mixed somewhere too. And you were the, the black woman. Oh no, yeah, that's that's Art of the Genre. That's a different one. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, I was a part of Art of the Genre. Um, and yeah, we did performances for Carnival. I did performances for Cyberite. I did um, so many different types of performances. But I don't remember my first one. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what my first performance ever was. Uh, but I don't. Getting that work, that's a yeah. good problem to have. Yeah. <laughs> I feel you. So, but that Soka one that you saw about, that was like the most eventful one that you really that was, was feeling the most, like. Yeah, that and Red Bull. The Red Bull. Red Bull. Oh yeah, that was the one when you, like, yeah. cause I remember asking before, like, what was the one when you were like, nah, this, this line of work, this is it type shit. Oh, well, that's when I knew that that's what I wanted to do. The Red, Red Bull, Bull, right? Definitely. Red Bull was like, the stage wasn't as big as King's Theater. It was very small, but it was the essence, the moment. People, I've never seen people dance so much in my life. Mm. And, Usually when you're at concerts or you're at performance, people usually say how you're looking right now. Right. <laughs>
I'm like, damn, am I boring you? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I hate that sometimes. Right, right. And I'm, I'm not gonna. You just put a heads up. If, if I'm ever at one of your shows, especially in the front, it's definitely not gonna be like that with me. Or I would be up there like. Hey. In the front, and that's what Red Bull was like. Red Bull was like, Word. people was trying to get on stage. That's how lit it was. Whereas other performances I've done, where we're like hyping up the crowd, they just like. <laughs> And I'm not even trying to be funny. I'm not even trying to be funny. Good taste, though. I'm not, I, I don't want to sound fucked up. Right. Never mind, I'm not going to say that. The point is, what I'm saying is like, Red Bull was, yeah, Red Bull was like, oh, the people on stage gave me life. Right, right. It was like they was encouraging you. Mm. Well, not only that, they probably couldn't really dance, but they wanted to get on stage. Word. And I'm starting to think, was we was we drunk? I wasn't, cause I wasn't I wasn't at all. But were they drunk? I'm just like, I've never seen people that crazy, a crowd that crazy. Another time, I did um, a performance at a school, and the kids were like out of control. Yeah. I thought. That he was like Michael Jackson, do audition. Cause I was just like, we was like, we just need three people to get on stage. The whole audience got on stage. I said three, motherfucker. Three. You know how to count? So no. Three hundred. He said you know how to count. How how everybody gonna be on stage? Who's watching you? Everybody gonna be on stage. Everybody can't be on stage. And the thing is. Some kids was like Daisy going upstairs, other kids shopping. I'm just like, yo, chill out, chill out. They was like so crazy. Can you get your autograph? It was like, I'm not a famous dancer. I mean, I'm lit, but I'm not my favorite. Hey, you famous to them? No. Oh my God. It matters, you know what I'm saying? Yes, I love school performances. Word. Um, yeah, I definitely love school performances because they like hype you up. They really do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that brings me also like uh, your work with the kids, yo. Cause like it's crazy. Like I love working with kids. Like the reason why I love working with kids, you know what I'm saying? Building with kids in general, cause like they have this sense of in genuineness, yeah. right? That they won't learn how to cover up until they grow. Yeah. <laughs> so they remind you of important stuff, <laughs> of what's important. You know what I'm yeah. saying? While they're still I able to do that, <laughs> you know, and and it, um, so. Um, so boom, so so you definitely uh, have work and still work with kids. Yes, I do. For a while now. What are some of the ways you do and have done that? Well, first of all, I am now just not a teaching artist anymore. Um, I am now an assistant supervisor. Okay. Okay. No school I work yet. So I just, yeah, I got a promotion and I'm like really excited. Congratulations, girl. But now I gotta be that bitch. So it's like, you gotta, I gotta be that bitch. Yeah, I be the one to come to my office. <laughs> I don't like this regime. I'm like, um, I don't like this type of Miss Regine either. But I like Miss Regine afterward. She's pretty cool. But other than that, you know, like, I've been working with kids yet for some time now. 2014, 2015? How many years is that? I should celebrate my five year. Word. I might should. do that. Because I made it. Word. You did. I made it. That's something to celebrate. That's very important. I'm going to tell you why. I made I'm going to remind you to do that too. Yeah, I need to celebrate because. 
There's been times when kids have hit me, and I'm still working it. Ooh, so it's like jail or nothing.
Right. <laughs> yeah, they'll say something woke to you that they found on the internet. You know what I'm saying? Like, we gotta stick together. <laughs> this is abuse. But I love, I love my students, man. You know what? I'm not gonna lie. When it comes to my students, I be forgetting sometimes that they're not professional. Right, right. I feel you. I forget. And I yeah. sometimes become Joe Jackson. Right. You know? <laughs> I really, I be forgetting. I'm like, oh, shit. Sing it again. You know, I really do be like, get it together, get it together. And like, you know, and I'm like, oh, they're not the Brooklyn Nets. Right, you know, right. It's like, they are just the kids. I forget sometimes. And I say, because like one time I went there. I went there yesterday. They had a basketball game and they had to do halftime. I told this girl to get off the stage. I said she didn't do it. So I was upset. I was sitting there looking the whole time. And they was like, this what you, you did a great job with those kids. I said, <laughs> I was like, let's go. Let's have a talk. Let's all have a talk. And they was like, you look mad. I said, what happened? I told you to get off the stage, right? And I almost wanted to tell them, run around the hall, six laps. Because but I was just like, no, this is not, you know, I'm not a whip cracker right now. And so that's when I was like, I kept going, I realized I was ranting at her. Right. And I didn't want her to bust out. So I was like, you know what? I was like, I was like it's a lesson learned. Right. We're not going to cry with spilled milk. You did a great right. job. <laughs> you, you, had to, you had to come back. You had to... <laughs> I was like, do it in the But other than that, I was like, yes, you did great. You know, you just have to pay attention. Because he was like, you didn't tell me to give up to sit. I swear to God. I told you. Ten times. To get off the stage. I went over this Thursday, Friday, this morning, before we got here. When you got on this stage, I told you to get off the stage. What, Yo, you wanted to stay on the stage. There's stay. a thing. There's a thing. There's a, a pattern. Let me know if it's just my subjective one that dancers, especially choreographers, uh, are really on that. As far as like being stickers about time or organization, like they don't play no. It's like a, like particularly like that. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. and, and, and they tend to do very well with throwing events. I think almost as a result. What is, what what is that? That separates y'all. That that might separate y'all. That kind of what's in the work that makes you have to get so good at that or get so in tune about that. Punctuality, continuing to be punctual. That's why people trust me uh, when they give me certain things, yeah. tasks that like she's gonna deliver. Right. She's gonna carry. Right. She's right. gonna do it yeah. because she's very punctual. Yeah. She's very on it. Like she'll put those kids into shape. She'll put this into shape. She's gonna, you know, making sure everything is organized, making sure everything is at the time it's supposed to be. Um, not only just choreography, you don't want to go out there and look like right. an ass. The last thing you want is to see. Everything is so particular and timing is so important with all of that. Because you could definitely go out there and look like a hot mess. Right. You could look like you didn't practice. On camera. On camera. Bloggers could be there. I don't know. Obama himself could be there. And you don't even know. There were people at my shows that was important that I didn't even know that my show. 
and they wrote me and said, that was excellent. I'm like, you see what I'm saying? Right. Now, if I, if I would have been like, okay, just do whatever you want to do. Just go on stage. She would have wrote me a long-ass email, and I would have just been like, Beijing, I trained you better than this. I don't understand how you can't get these dances into proper shape. Why was XYZ? Why did it? Not only that, people that are like choreographers for Albert Ailey Dance Company came to my show. Mm. And I'm there. They could have wrote me and said this was trash. Right. They would do that? Had, people, people do that? People would do that? They'd be like, that was garbage? No, there's people that's, that's complained about um, pieces of my show. Yeah. yeah, but not my pieces, right. but people that choreographed in the show. Right. And what we do is the season, we have different various featured choreographers. So uh, there's people that complain about the featured choreographers numerous times. Um, they said everything else was great, but XYZ was, was, I don't know what the fuck that was. And I'm open to criticism. You know what I'm saying? I'm not one to be like, oh, how dare you? You didn't even do half the work I did. You know, right, like, right, right. no, I'm open to criticism because what can I do better? Right, right. Those constructive, not attacks or right. teardowns where it's like, oh, I just think you should stop. Yeah. I think you should stop dancing. I think you should stop producing. Just stop breathing. <laughs> Hold your breath. Yeah, you know, like, so you that's die. rude. But <laughs> said, that's when you rude. said, <laughs> when you was telling me that, oh, this could have been better than uh, constructive criticism. I'd be like, all right, that's what we need to do. And I need to do X, Y, Z. But other than that, yeah. So there's something I was curious about. Um, how what, how a choreographer stores, all right, let me, put, let me set the context. Uh, as a rapper, right? I saw somebody that's like from my area. Or, it does. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna check her real quick. No. Oh. <laughs> I'll see her again. So boom. So I'm gonna set the context. Like so, as a rapper, the way I come over rhymes, or you know, any rapper would, is either with they come up with something, write it down, or they just like come up with it and then like practice a little bit to themselves uh-huh. and then record it. How do choreographers store or refer back to stuff that they're putting together? Do they just do you just throw in the music? And like film yourself, uh-huh. do you just do you write the moves? Do you keep it in your head? Uh, depends. Like for instance, this. So this is a choreography. It doesn't look like it, but it is. Wow. So that's dope. I do. I do write it sometimes. And this is a West African uh, dance. So some of the words in here is like traditional. West African words like cuckoo times three. Mm. So I need to do it three times. And then I have the arrow, which means that that's included in the cuckoo, and you do this two times. This is a, uh, a whole eight count. Well, no, no, no. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight. Two, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Three, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. One, two, three, four. So that's basically, I guess, um, an eight, eight, like eight, sixteen count. So all together. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of that, I put that in and I put the E because that's uh, musical notes. Uh-huh. Eight and one. So that would be E is a uh-huh. and and then one. So this is like half knowing about musical composition in the song. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. You gotta know um, some type of musical notes or musical um, scores. Word. In order to choreograph. I mean, this, but it depends on what it is. Right, right. Um, some people don't do that. You know what I'm saying? Some people just be like, I just have it in my head. Like, what I like to do sometimes is come in with a blank slate. And I'll just be like, oh, all right. I'm going to just, you know, turn the music on and laugh. I did that with Green Eyes. Green Eyes, I did that uh, way back. Um, and sometimes I do that with my dancers. Yeah. I don't like really doing that sometimes because they get confused and they can get frustrated. Right. And that's because I'm still in the thought thinking process. Right. So I'll give an example. Right now I'm choreographing um, a piece for my show, Concrete Jungle Season 3. It's going to touch on uh, the mental state of black people. Mm. So it's going to be about mental illness. So basically, the things that we as black people go through. Mm -hmm. I took a few steps. I wrote it down. See, choreograph it. Mm. It's called Steps of the Mind. So one of the first steps is self-medication. Yeah, because you think when someone's about Ferguson symbolic, so he's self-medicating himself for whatever it is that he's been through, whatever it is, how he's feeling, he wants to feel a certain way for that moment. And when you think about it, you certain narcotics, illegal yeah. uh, narcotics, or over-the-counter narcotics, right. which is Ferguson. Uh, you are self-medicating yourself. Yeah. Uh, mental illnesses come with a lot of... Um, a lot of um, what you call it medicines that you have to take yeah. bipolarism, depression, anxiety, Xanax, um, all these different things. So you self-medicate. You're a medic, but you have medical attention. Somebody has given you medicine so that you can be okay. Right. Whereas if you don't know that you're bipolar, you don't know that mm. you are depressed, you don't know that you're stressed out, you don't know that you have these things going on, or maybe you're schizophrenic, you don't know. So, or you have Asperger's, you don't know, you've never been diagnosed, you don't know what's going on with your body and your mind. You're self-medicating yourself subconsciously so that you can go throughout the day. I can think of somebody that, that I know that fits every one of those categories and probably don't know that they fit with those categories. Yeah. There's That's so many crazy. people in our family, yeah, I have people in my family, Word. drink themselves Definitely. to oblivion. Definitely. There's a reason why they're drinking themselves to oblivion. They have PTSD. Word. They have post-traumatic syndrome. Exactly. And they don't know that they have it, but they show the symptoms. And they're self-medicating themselves. So by drinking, drinking makes them feel better. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't even just talk, talk about... Um, Are you good? I didn't even just put uh, drugs. I also put food. Mm. A lot of times we eat a lot of sugar. And sugar is also way worse than narcotics. Mm. More addictive than narcotics. Mm. Um, we eat a lot of sugar. A lot of people I know that's lost family members. They eat tons and tons and tons of cookies, cake. Why are you eating that so much? To the point like you need a, you need a cookie. You need a cake, and that's me. Right, right. You need a cookie, you need a cake, you need candy. My mom's like that. You need it. Why do you need it? Why do you need it? Because you're trying to hide. You're trying to feel better about what it is that you need to face. You need to face whatever that is that's making you feel better. Right, right. So that's why I decided to do a choreography on mental um, illness and also it's a whole series of steps that I wrote down 
It's, it's called Steps to Your Mind. And I'll be talking, and then they start dancing, and then I start talking, and then I, they'll start dancing again, and then I start talking again, and then they'll be dancing, and then number four is self love. Yo, nah, no lie though. So, nah, May 6th, I'm about to clear your calendar, yo. You coming to my events, man. May 6th? <laughs> coming to the panel, I'm clearing your calendar. Share rights. Doing the color. Share your rights to the administrative rights to your calendar. Share that with me, and I'm gonna delete everything that's on your May 6th. And I'm gonna put my dance panel there. <laughs> yo, cause that's real. That's real, yo. Colors the festival. They was like, yeah, you already booked. So, I feel you. Nah, I feel you. That's what people. That's what people. The dope thing about it is this is something that I can share leading up to it. So even though we can't have you there physically. Because you can have a reference point, like this is what we can, it's like people that's doing dope stuff like right. this that people don't understand what's behind it, so they don't really yeah. know how to fully appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? And, and, you know, um, this like I bet with somebody hearing that kind of like you break it down like that, it's like, like when you're talking about it, even your method of doing it, that's like that make you want to go see it. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, for, it's gonna be a lot of me talking, but people. I don't want people when they see it to be like, "Oh, she's just trying to tell us something wrong with us." Yeah, there's something wrong with me too. Mm. Like that's why I'm I'm making this Ooh. so that you can see that oh, it's not just me or you. Yeah, it's all of us. Like yes. we all sit here and drink tons and tons and tons of cups. If you got the baby, you know what I'm saying? You drink yeah. alcohol from the afternoon. Yeah. I gotta go. Like, it's, you gotta be looking. You gotta have a shot. You gotta have a shot. You gotta have. You gotta have coffee. You gotta have. Like, if you need something, that's an addiction. Yeah, that's facts, yo. This is an addiction. Yo, you know, and it was mad apparent to me, right? Because I was overseas and it was in Abu Dhabi, right? Yeah. And it's, it's like, it's not a lot of African Americans out there, you know what I'm saying? Not a lot of black people out there, you know what I'm saying? Um, and so, like, you know, of course, I'm like, I missed having my community, right? So, but, you know, these other, like, vibes cool, too. And, like, I missed, and then I found, like, an actual, uh, like, a party event hosted by African-Americans. African-American DJ, all that. And then, but, like, the, well, since I was going to all these different types back to back, and then I went to that one, I saw some, some, some subtle things different that yeah. stood out to me regarding this topic. Because the bar, people were not playing about getting their drinks. They were not. It was like it was almost scary. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, like if I was like small, like frail, I'm like, I guess I ain't drinking because if I gotta get around all that. Yeah. I don't even. Want, I don't even want to be a bartender in this place. Right? <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? I'm just like. Why do some of us need our drinks so bad? You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it could be a gathering with friends. Somebody would throw their hands over, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of times it's more principled than the drink itself. But, you know what I'm saying? A good amount of times. They need it to they have that a good drink. Time. You feel me? Like, it's like, oh, this, I need this drink, fam. Let go of the bottle. <laughs> Let go of my bottle. Rocky right now, you know. Like. <laughs> oh, I've seen that at. Um, this Brazilian restaurant I went to people who get snappy at the bartender. Yeah. Like one one guy uh, I know was um, one guy I know I was talking to him. He was talking to me about boxing and stuff like that. So the guy was trying to get his attention, but there's a way to get somebody's attention. Right. Not like this. Oh yeah. I would like, I would ignore you deliberately. And the guy snapped because the guy I'm talking to, he right. was like at the bar, he's a boxer. He's like, 
yo, he said, don't do this to me. Right. He said, you can say it. He was like, but I'm trying to get your attention. And he was like, I'm listening. He was like, there's a way to call attention. You don't do that. He said, okay, but I want da, da, da. And I'm like, you bugging. Because he's right. he could just go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like. <clears throat> get the whole hockey I always tell people when I'm out places, I like my food and drinks spit free. <laughs> you never know who got what. I said that the last thing I need is a spit loaded drink. Chill out, relax. Yo, <laughs> like, for real. Real talk, because I know some people that like to turn up on people. Yo. But my thing is, like, listen, I like my stuff spit free, saliva free. Yeah. My own saliva is the only yeah, thing that's be, in that cup. You can't be going in on people that's serving you, B. Like, yo, I ain't gonna front and <laughs> my fault. I got before I forget, like the bartender at this place I was talking about. Yeah. People was going so crazy. First of all, you know how every as soon as the, it was mad people at the bar, right? You know what I'm saying? Um, and there were two bartenders, and they was layers of folk. You could tell they from the gutter, cause like they 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 down for whatever, like, and they like you could tell they from India, or whatever. You could tell from like, the the subtle. Yeah. Um, so they, 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 India is wild crowded too, and people don't give a fuck about certain shit. So they used to it. I could tell. I'm right. putting all this together. And uh, so it'll be, you know, they'll go get the ice, go make the drink, do the price, and then maybe they'll have a question of, or want to bring the drink. As they do that, people are almost clawing at them. Literally clawing at them, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and they're trying to yell at them, you know, either nicely or it's meanly. And that person, you can tell, is so seasoned at this, he's not even breaking eye contact with the customer he's talking to. He said ice, right? All right, people like, dad grabbing, he's like, ice? All right, I got you. <laughs> I'm like, first of all, salute. <laughs> and it was even a point where people literally was grabbing him like tug of war. I mean, one customer had his right arm, another customer had his left arm, and he then had to stop and be like, "Now, what am I? What can I do now? Y'all decide. <laughs> is somebody getting a drink or is nobody getting a drink?" <laughs> oh, also, this is this is important too. In Abu Dhabi, it's a Muslim country. Yes. So it's very hard to find alcohol. Yeah. So you can if you're going. So if you're hosting a party, you you can't serve drinks at all unless it's in a hotel. Right. You can't be drunk outdoors. Of course. And it's very very hard to find like a liquor store or to buy beers to bring back home. It's very hard. Right. I believe that. So I'm not gonna have this. Not a fact. You're So that's why. Like by the time you go to a party that's serving them shit, you're like, no, no, listen. I want Coke and vodka, all right? Bring my Coke and vodka or we're gonna have issues. I need it now. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm ordering for 13 of my friends too. Make that 13 Coke and vodkas. Actually, 13 different types of complex like drinks. That, you think, because people will say that Islam is peaceful and stuff like that, which it is. Right. Um, as any religion, it's yeah. the people that make it horrible. Right, right. Um, with people that need drinks like that, that goes to show you that there's a deeper yeah. issue. Yeah. Again, like yeah. what I said, yeah. that means that something is wrong. Like they're not happy. Yeah. They need something. They need yeah. assistance. They need that help. Yeah, and a lot so. of us come from places where it's hard to get access. You don't have a lot of us don't have any access to mental yeah. health services at all. And generations and generations, no access to certain types of services. So, yep. so it's less of a critique of them, more of a critique of the systematic situation. Right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, word. But anyway, so um, next, uh, and bring it back to the next topic, which is I like this place a lot. Yeah. Hot topics. Yeah, we trying to get that together. Um, Kelly and I. 
How'd that come to be? What is that? What do you What do you do when it's hot topic? What is that? Talking shit. Talking shit. Uh, I just talk it. And um, people send me topics they want to talk about. Some are off the wall. I don't even talk about. I'm just like, I'm not asking yeah. Yeah. Like example, I was going to post an article on my page today, and um, I still might anyway, but I might get attacked. For this. <laughs> so there was an article about Jamaican men. Now it said that Jamaican men are the worst man. They cheat. XYZ. Now, there's been articles from the same site complaining about Jamaican men, but also praising Jamaican men at the same time. Just like, I posted one of their articles before. I posted two things in the past, actually, about Jamaican men. One, are Jamaican men good, good men? The video. And people was like, damn, it comes to hell. And then... Damn it, I'm hell. And then... Oh. Another article that says Jamaican men are better than American men. You said R or R in? R. Better than American men. And I posted that. Now, this one says that they're the worst men since God's creation. Wow. And they cheat. So, uh, I was going to post that on my page. And that could have been a hot topic right there. It was gonna, I was going to put trigger warning on Jamaican men. So, mm. it's funny because most of the time people don't put trigger warnings. Wow. That. That's trigger warning. smart though. It's trigger warning, abuse, or like domestic violence, or like sex abuse. You all put trigger warning to make it mess. <laughs> so I was like, I might do that today. Word. Yeah, that, that's, I, I, like, uh, I, I don't think I've ever seen somebody do that before, or at least don't do it often yeah. with topics that, you know, that, that at least that I care about. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, it, you know, but that but that's all the that's, questions. I think that's mindful and thoughtful. Yeah. But that's, you know. So those are like some of, the, some of your hot topics that you be like, type of things you talk about. So for those who don't know, like hot topics, Beijing, now from a, her fan page, uh, she used to do it from like her personal Facebook page, and now she migrated that to her fan page. You know, she just go live and just start like just covering certain topics, yo. You know what I'm saying? And people can like, and she'll dare engage with the people that's commenting and all that. You know, and I've been testing this for myself. Like I'll post and troll, and she'll dare reply to it. So it's real. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, I mean, you said something back to me, you know what I'm saying? Um, or something. But you, you do respond to people who you I do. Say, I you know usually saying? do. I try to. One of the topics that I remember you covering is um, the thing about uh, parent abuse of parents. Do you, like, do your parent, do you feel like your parent have, used it's to embarrass you? Yeah, yeah. And yo, and no lie. That's a trigger thing for me, too. Because yo, that triggers me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When I see a parent violating the kid, Especially in public, yeah. that get me tight because I used to hate that as a yeah. kid, and that made me hate the parent. You feel me? And I, I work with kids like that. Um, mine was more on a joke side, but I understand how it was triggering for some people because yeah. it wasn't just you. Yeah, there's other people that stated that too. Mine was joking. It, it was, no, that was I, I appreciated you doing that. Though, yeah, that makes it more approachable to talk about. Yeah, because yeah, it could, it could. My mother has embarrassed me sometimes. You know, yeah. like. You know, I was talking about arguing with other people, and I'm just like, why are you arguing with them? Wait, with somebody, did people arguing amongst themselves in the comment? No. Uh, one time, I, I said it earlier in the video, I think it came later, and my mother did not have the right of way. Uh, driving, sign said to walk. Right, right. She was turning, she could turn, uh, and somebody was walking. She's like, move! 
this dream of desire. Uh, I was like, and they do that. She like, back in bed. I'm like, oh my God, like, mom, I do not do that, y'all. Why? I was like, because if she punches you in the face, then I gotta fight too. And I'm just like, and low key, I don't wanna fight her. The reason why is because she's right. And she has a point. Like, she she's, has the right of way, y'all. I don't wanna fight her. She was like, she shouldn't be in the fucking street. I'm like, we're live. She was like, she was like, what are we fighting in? That's the case. I'm like, the point is I don't want to. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I'm saying. I don't want to, but I have to, which is whack. Who wants to fight me? That's gonna make me even more bad. Right, right. Yo, you can have plenty, yo. I don't know how you be saying half the stuff with a straight face, though. Like, because I be dead ass. <laughs> I be dead ass, though. So. Um, nah, um, nah, but that, that's lit, though. So, like, I, that seemed, that feels like something that just came up. Like, just, you just randomly, just like, you know what? You had something on your mind. You just got on, online and just started Duh. doing it. Nah, I just went live <laughs> one day nah. and I was, people was just responding. And I was right. like, wow, y'all really. Like what I'm saying? Right, right, right. And people would be dying laughing, and I'm just like, y'all dying laughing. Y'all dead ass though. But like, that's another reason I wanted you on my podcast too, yo. I'm exactly. glad you're doing the hot topic thing, yo. I'm word. actually starting to make skits now too. A word? Yeah. Yo, there's some people I want to connect you with too, and I also want to like. They do skits. Uh, they do. Well, they do theater and acting. Carrie. Uh, besides Carrie, um. So there's this group called. Uh, I actually have. A, I did an interview with them online. I'm gonna yeah. see you that too. Plug, plug. Um. Yeah, it's called uh, Black Revolutionary Theater Workshop. Oh, okay. So they do a lot of like uh, theater, and uh, a lot of their pieces cover a lot of the points, a lot of the stuff that you know, what I'm saying the good and the bad within like things that we need to address within our community. Yes, yeah, that is like the whole tests. Yeah, oh, yeah. And all of that. <laughs> you know, so they comedy. Um, they mix all of that in. There. Oh, okay. Yo, you know, I, I like comedy, dramedy. Yeah, yeah you do I'm all actually that. working on skits and I a do web skits series. too though, I'm not gonna lie. You do? I do skits, I got the cam, I know how to edit, all that. So oh wow. I'm more than happy to like pow out about that. I got a couple of homies, so I mean I'm i st- I'm gonna record my skit the twenty first. Oh right. Yeah, let me know. So, like I'll pitch in for me. Yeah. Any kind of help I can I can give, you know, I got you. I'm just gonna um because I already said the guy that I'm gonna yeah. Have him edit it, yeah. but I'm okay. all, like again, I'm doing more skits, so okay. that's not like the only one. Even if it's like so. a draft kind of thing, you wanted to see how it looks in like rough draft. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. yeah, so I just needed it recorded on the 21st, and it's gonna be called dancers dance auditions be like. Oh, that's mad funny, yo. Yeah, so because most most people don't know what dance auditions do, right? Especially right. nowadays, right. so like, it's gonna be real funny. I got a uh, attitude diva. Choreographer, coming through. He has his assistant holding his latte. This nigga got on shades the whole fucking time. Like, got on shades the whole time. <laughs> stupid. That's like, I don't know. I, I feel like shades is so much. <laughs> they all do. You can't see the eyes. Like, <laughs> that's how I look at it. Like, if I can't see your eyes. It's like that's just like you indoors. Word. Especially like for like a business meeting. Right. Like, Shades on the So, yeah, what are you about? Or what are you hiding, first of all? What the fuck are you hiding? What am I about? What are you hiding? You got shades on. What color your eyes, actually? I don't even know that. Do you we have, have shades eyes? on. We indoors but, and it's nighttime. For all, for all I know, you be rolling your eyes the whole time. The entire time. It's stuck in one big eye roll, one slow, gradual eye roll through the whole conversation. Like. <laughs>
You know? Like, I, I, I don't know. So, yeah, the choreographers were machines on the whole time. Yeah. Uh, I had. And what's going on? Lady Kravitz. Lady Kravitz. And that's it. Nah, I gotta be there for that. I'm not going front. And he's gonna have an assistant that's holding his latte. Like, water. Just running around. Alright, well, this show is one. So pay attention. Five, six, seven, eight. Right? Five, six, seven, eight. And it's like, oh my goodness. Yeah, it's gonna be so funny. Word. Yeah, word. I, I, was, I'm, I can't wait to see that. Um, and uh, and final topic, that leads me to the last topic, and we're going to send off. Um, yeah, 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 workshops. Um, you know what I'm saying? Uh, tell, you know, tell people about, you know, what your workshops is about, a little bit about how you run it, and, you know, and um, where they can refer to, even though I'll leave the information, too. Um, so workshops. Tell me a little bit about that. I, I, the next workshop that I'm doing is possibly going to be out of the country. Oh, word? Yeah. Excuse me. So, I mean, I'm going to try to do a workshop, but I'm so definitely doing... you good for America? Not really. Actually, probably. Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, um, right now, we don't, have, we don't have no workshops coming up right now. Mainly because it's a lot of festivals in May. Uh, every single Saturday that you can think of in May is, like, a festival. Yeah. Uh, you got the dance parade. You got... Um, Another uh, situation I'm doing for a positive for school up right away. Yeah, you got the color festival. Yeah, you got the mm, color right festival right. pretty much every fucking weekend after that. Um, different types of color festivals every weekend in New York City. So, yeah. And then you have other things going on. And then you have Dance Africa. So, all of that stuff is going on. So, there will be no workshops. Um, I, I need to stay posted on all those events because like, I'm looking yeah. for more. You know, Africa and Caribbean centered music and dance centered kinds of events to yeah. go to, yo. Because I want to start throwing more of those too. You right, we're probably not going I mean, they want me to throw probably a workshop here. Yeah. I'll do that for them. And yeah. when I have that, I'll post it. Even events too, like, you know what I'm saying? Because I like, I need to know, because, like, it's a good part, like, because I like to DJ because people don't, people be scared to dance. So I, yeah. I like to DJ so I can make people do that, right? Um, but I want to go to a party just like that. You feel me? And it's hard to find something that's not like fifty hours at the door, twenty hours at the door. We probably gonna have an open session though. We probably gonna have like an open studio. Yeah. So that people can come through. Because when you think of an open studio, most time people think, oh, I'm gonna I'm go there and battle. Right. But like, I mean, you can do that. You battle, you decipher, or you can just go there and practice your moves. And each one teach one. That's that's, that's what dope. the whole open studio is about. Yeah. To sharpen up your moves, either battle, cipher, or stand there and look like do all that, whichever one you want to do. That sounds. So dope. you know. Yeah, we're trying to get that together. I want to be there, yo. I want to be there. I want to be either there as a guest or I want to be a part of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Words, man. Either or. I'm here for six more months. Then we we out. For two years. (laughs) Two years. Hell. Uh, For a year, I mean, we'll be back and forth. Right. To be real. Uh, But the, the, the deal is a year. That, that will have a spot to stay free basically a year. Your man has like work that she has to obligated to do. And uh, we wanna rent out the apartment. But we wanna come back during the summer though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So uh, So you'll miss concrete jungle season three. I think you time these things for when I'm not around. It's it's most of the time in January. January is the top of the year. Um, I don't know this year might not be a I might be back because you know what I'm saying? I can sleep on a homie's couch in America. You feel me? But uh a homeless couch? A homie's count. Oh. Homie. Okay, yeah. Homie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, that's Yeah, like, I'm gonna travel from 
rich that's ass Abu Dhabi to come stay on the homeless oh, couch on purpose. Nah, I'm good, man. That buzz, hell yeah, they stick with you. They do. For some reason. Well, alright, well, so um so yeah, so your next uh, dance workshop is uh, coming up in a while. It might be open studios, so we'll stay posted on that, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I'm um, gonna keep the people posted on that. Yep. Otherwise, yo, you know what I'm saying, um, thank you for joining me for this show. You're it was welcome. dope. You know what I'm saying? Everybody, you know what I'm saying? Um, thank y'all for tuning in to R versus Life. You know what I'm saying? My guest, Raging Bellinger. You know what I'm saying? Follow her on her fan page. I'll leave the linkages and all of that. You feel me? All right. Yeah. Um, that was uh, my conversation with Raging G. Uh, hope y'all enjoyed it. Hope you got something out of it. Hope it was inspiring in some kind of way. You know what I'm saying? But look, um, if you're a dancer or you're somebody that's just interested by some any of the topics, um, you know what I'm saying, that was spoken about or anything regarding this podcast, definitely uh, feel free to hit me up uh, either by email at uh, avlpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also look up the uh, Facebook page, Art vs. Life Podcast. Uh, we're on uh, SoundCloud. We're on Twitter. Uh, and on, you know, uh, same thing for Twitter, AVL Podcast. Uh, that's the handle. Um, you know, you can also just search Art vs. Life Podcast. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, what is a, what is something that you like, you feel, what are your thoughts on these topics? What is something that you probably didn't hear this interview, but you, it'd be cool if you were able to hear it, you know what I'm saying, you know, or something along these lines in future episodes. Um, word, any questions, all of that, you feel me? Um, but other than that, shout out to y'all, y'all are the bomb. Um, what else, what else? Shout out to Non-Five Labs, uh, you know what I'm saying, they make the, you know what I'm saying, they made the, uh, uh the theme music, the beat that you're listening to right now. Um, you know, shout out to Tev and all of that. Shout out to Brooklyn Wildlife. Uh, definitely shout out to True City. Uh, and, you know, and, and no lie, man. Shout out to everybody that's holding it down in New York, especially or like all like the independent artists, whether you work with artists in general, especially those who keep it authentic to the culture. Shout out to y'all, man. Y'all keep me doing what I'm doing as well. Uh, so hopefully, I'm just doing my part to see if I can help y'all to keep doing what y'all do. All right. Uh, other than that, I holla. Know what I mean? Also, free tax stone, man. Free, uh, you know what I'm saying? Be safe, though. 